are listening to Fit Convos with Janelle and Debbie. This is Janelle Nicole, owner of Cardinal Muscle Performance. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Cardinal Muscle Performance and on Facebook at Cardinal Muscle Performance. And you can find me personally at Janelle Nicole underscore athlete on Instagram. Also, Janelle Nicole on Facebook. But here's Debbie. Hi, I'm Deborah Hammett, and I am the owner of Serious Results Personal Training in Flower Mound, Texas. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Serious Results. On Facebook, Serious Results Personal Training, and then me personally on Instagram, DMZ Hammett. Okay, so on that note, we're gonna hear a message from our sponsors and then we're gonna get started. Fantastic. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Janelle. How are you? I'm doing very well. Excellent. Where is this place that we are today? We are at Edison Coffee Company, only the best coffee shop ever. Indeed. It's true. It's true, we finally negotiated a table. We've been talking about this for weeks. And it's happened. It happened. It happened. We have a whole table reserved. So that's we what you're hearing. We have true podcast expenses now. It's true. So you guys yes. should donate. <laughs> that would be helpful. Subscribers. <laughs> we need subscribers. We need donations. And we need ads. Yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. had an ad for a while. Probably because we haven't had any listens for a while. But that'll happen. Because we had to, we took a week off, and then now I'm having to delete episode 20 because it sounds like shit. So there's there's that. Um, <laughs> so uh, our questions, we, we actually told you guys we were really excited about our guest this week, and he's here, and so is our coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So um, we had told you we had a big surprise, and we're really excited, and uh, he's here. Like, he's really here at this new place. So it's a whole day of newness. If you are watching us live, you can see him here. Yeah. Hi, guys. He's a real person. I am. This is Kyle. He's real. So um, a few weeks ago, we got a question from a client and listener about what, what do we do as trainers when we are dealing with a client who understands logically that they have made a difference in their body and it's physically better um, and they know that they don't look anything like what they used to but when they look in a mirror they still see that person whether it's not fit whether it's too skinny whether it's too fat in their own head well Debbie and I looked at each other because personally we have never dealt with that nor have we really dealt knowingly dealt with that um, as far as our own clientele, per se, like at yeah. a strong... Like for me, I think it's something that I know happens, yeah. and I'm able to tell someone that's common, you're not you're an not unusual alone. person, you know, you're good, right. but from there, I don't know what to say or do. And, and, I, and we, neither of us probably understand it from a personal point of view to be able to relate to it in any capacity, like, well, you don't look like that anymore. Well, so we brought on Kyle because he is one trained in it, behavior modification in relation to fitness and weight loss, and then also he has built with it personally. So I asked him if he was comfortable talking about it, and he said yes. So he's here, come talk about it and help us give us a little bit of perspective on that issue. So, without further ado, Kyle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just introduce yourself. Okay, well, everybody, I am Kyle. Um, I've been working in fitness for about four and a half years now. Um, like she mentioned, like she mentioned, um, I kind of specialize in behavior modification, behavioral change. Um, I am a health coach, personal trainer. 
um, as well as a USAW certified coach, so have a little bit of background in it. Um, when it comes to personally my experience in this, um, I was pretty morbidly obese growing up until I was about 19. Um, I lost about 115 pounds over the course of five months. Uh, got diagnosed with bulimia, and after that, um, I've struggled with that pretty much my whole life. But that was when I got into fitness and decided it was time to make some make some changes. Yeah. Okay. So, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is dealing with a drastic change and how? You know what? No. Let's back up. Let's go. What is that like for a person? What does that feel like? Okay. What do you see? What are you thinking at this time when you have a really drastic change but you aren't there mentally? So the thing you have to think about is your body may change and adapt pretty quickly, um, but if you don't coincide your mental status with that, you're still going to see yourself the same way. You know, so if you look in the mirror and you see a 260-pound guy by your 185 pounds, it's not going to matter what you actually look like because you have a, uh, a preconceived notion of what you look like, and that's all you're going to see. So that can be very emotionally, mentally taxing, um, lead to a lot of side effects, eating disorders, um, such as in my experience, um, anxiety, depression, all that good stuff. So what would you do to combat that What, as a professional? So there's a couple ways you can do it. Um, typically what I do is, you know your client better than anybody else. So you need to kind of decide if they're a logical or an emotional person. So I am more emotional, um, but my clients may be more logical. So if they are more logical. Um, Don't look at me like that. Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're going to want to see facts. And that's kind of what it boils down to. If, if you see on paper that it's a fact, you can't argue with it. So, so that might be someone where you're saying, let's go ahead and take your body measurements so you can see the data of how you're looking now. Yeah, exactly. So um, take physical measurements, whether it's with a tape measure, calipers. Um, it seems sounds like you guys do a little bit more in-depth testing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you do you know, DEXA scans or whatever that may be, um, that's going to give you a, a hard fact. You can't dispute what is a fact. Right. Um, a lot of it comes to, I know it sounds pretty cliche, but take pictures, you know, because you, you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself and you see the same spots, right? So for me, like I have my problem areas and everyone who suffers with this kind of stuff, um, they look at the same spot every day. But it's like, always the problem spots. Exactly. So when you look at yourself as a whole object, instead of just those areas that may or may not be changing, and that gives you a, uh, a broader idea of what's actually going on. We had Sorry. a client who had, even in their whole family, where Adam was training each person in the family, they were all overweight, and they were all becoming successful, losing weight, everything. But when they got to the gym, they would stare in the mirrors just like the whole time that they're there. But it was because they did not even have mirrors at home because they didn't want to see uh, anything. So when they got to the gym, that was the first time they even saw their progress. Right, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I stare at myself a lot in mirrors, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so I, well, I get... I think they were pleased. Oh, okay, that's but, good. Yeah. Hey. But, you know, oh, that is a muscle. Yeah, wow. They, that's a different kind of curve. They didn't realize what was going on because they never even looked at home. Interesting. Yeah. That's a weird dynamic. Yeah. 
I mean, it makes. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Maybe so, not weird is nice, but it's. Well, it's I'm not nice. To us. Right. It is unusual. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think as someone who always keeps tabs on like everything, right. I couldn't imagine not having something to always keep tabs. So I'm very logical. I'm on the logical side. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about the emotional side yeah. for two feelers over here. <laughs> so let's talk about that. See, I should be in the middle. We are a spectrum of the personality. Very much yeah. so. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, because I wouldn't, I mean, even if we talk about it today, I'm probably not going to be able to wrap my head around it, the emotional aspects of it. But uh, I would like to visit that for people who are on the emotional side. What can you do? To help someone who, it wouldn't matter if I told them, your waist is four inches smaller. Ah, I'm still fat. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know how to address that. I don't even know the question to ask to talk about that. Well, that's something that you can only do so much with, you know. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where you actually have to point it out, like, hey, like, why? Like, why, why are you obsessing over this? Because that's what it boils down to is it's like a form of OCD. You know, you are obsessing over something. Like, it's a compulsive response to be like, I hate myself because of this. You obsess over it. I mean, it depends on how severe it is. Right. You know, if it's just like, I have a body image issue, or I don't like this about myself. Or if you actually have, like, body dysmorphia. You know, like, there's different stages to it. But there's a point where that person has to stop and kind of reflect on it and be like, hey, why am I working out? Like, am I working out because I'm trying to be healthy and it makes me happy? Or am I working out to punish myself? Because a lot of times when it comes down to that, if you have an eating disorder, um, like, in, in my shoes, bulimia, I would not eat, I would binge eat, and then I would purge. Right. And then I would exercise as a form of punishing myself for binge eating. Mm. Right? Mm. So if you let that continually develop, that's something where it becomes not not a healthy thing. You know, exercise is actually the enemy that you punish yourself with. And so that's that's kind of a, a mental state that they've got to stop and evaluate, you know, what is it that I'm doing and why. Like so emotionally, I would say that's where you need to start is just ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. So then once you figure that out, would it be more like trying to find the reasoning behind it not just the why you work out but why you feel so bad about yourself absolutely um that that can like <laughs> like utter panic <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah and really that's where that's why it's so hard for people is it's so it's very difficult to stop and look at yourself and be like i mean that's with anything like any kind of emotional experience in your life like if you have a difference in your relationship or an argument or you know, body image, whatever it is, like, you have to stop and say, why did I react that way? You know, like, what is it that triggers me? Like, what is it that I do? Like, what in my past has created this in me to hate myself or to dislike this part of me? Like, is it because I was bullied as a kid? Is it because my parents never approved of what I look like? Um, there's countless reasons it could be. But, yeah, you kind of have to dig a little deep in that. That can be a very, very hard thing to do. A very painful process. Yeah. So, spiritually. <laughs> yeah, my soul would run. <laughs> like, so we're going to look at the numbers. You are smaller than you were. Feel good about it. 
No. And then we can refer them to a psychiatrist yeah. or a psychologist. Yeah. That's what I'm in which for. Which is really what we should be doing as, yeah. as fitness trainers. That's outside of our realm. Of <laughs> so, have you dealt with someone with similar issues as you? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and what steps did you kind of take? I mean, it depends on the severity. Like, if, again, you're getting to where someone just needs kind of reassurance and needs almost a friend as well, you know, because it can be an intimidating thing, especially if someone's first starting out. Um, as you guys both know, it's it's a lot for people. It's a lot for people. <laughs> and um, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> completely lost it. Somebody said hello. Oh, hey. Hi. Um, you said it could be tricky. So, where what what would you change with the severity? So you had said that you would, would right. start with um, reassuring them. I mean, if, if it's like a minor thing, like hey, I really don't like this about myself. Like you need to implement those again, logical or emotional you know, responses, mm -hmm. and be like, hey, you know, no, it's not true. I mean, you have uh, clients that doubt themselves all the time. You know, so you just need to be able to be like, no, again, logically, this is a fact, man. Like, your arms are no longer 12 inches, you know? Right. 16, bro. <laughs> you know? Like, whatever it may be, you know? Um, and from that emotional aspect, yeah, sometimes people just need, like, a, hey, you're doing awesome. Like, keep it up. But if you start getting more in-depth, like, you know, BDD, which is, again, uh, body dysmorphic disorder, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's where you get more to the obsessive side of things. And if you're there, I mean, like you mentioned, kind of out of our scope of practice and we can only do so much, um, but a referral source and still, you know, keeping contact with them, showing them that extra support can be pretty uh, drastic for them. Is there anything that you would change in their programming fitness-wise? Absolutely. So a lot of it, I mean, all of it really is a, a mental game. And if someone has a certain spot, so let's just use that arm thing again. Okay? Right. So some dudes feels like he has really small arms. Right. Okay. You need to make sure that he leaves feeling better. Right. Right. Because that's going to trigger responses in his brain. So like exercise, good, not bad. Right. Right. So even if it's not really going for the grand scheme of things, you know, you're trying to help the guy get fit, etc. If that's something that he is not comfortable with or he's insecure about. Make him do some triceps, hit some buys. Right. You know, like just make him leave feeling better about that specific area. Mm -hmm. So, although you can't, you know, spot reduce or whatever. Right. If it's someone, a uh, middle-aged woman who feels like she has a big gut. Right. Throw some core in. Right. You know what I mean? Just like, okay, that's firm. Like wow. That. Almost yeah. to make her uh, like take ownership. Like she has control of it kind of thing. Right, like, oh, it's getting better. Right. You know, even if, you know, obviously doing some sit-ups isn't going to give you a six, but you know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, it's a it's a mental thing for them. Yeah, totally psychological. Because yeah, then they feel like, okay, now oh, we're doing what I want to do to make progress. Mm -hmm. Right. And, it's, and we know the realism, you know, right. the reality of it. But if they leave feeling good all the time, the they want to keep yeah, they want to keep going. And it's just like, until you develop that habit, you know, they're, they're not going to feel confident. Right. Okay, very cool. So what would you, if you were talking to someone who regularly looked in the mirror and would come in and tell you these things and they don't make any sense to you, what would you directly say to them? So what would you say to our listener who asked us, 
what is it that you do for somebody who sees a different person in the mirror? See, Talk to that person. <laughs> is there a, what, I'm like, what would you say to them? I mean, step one would be, I mean, obviously you've got you to gotta hear your mouth, you know, because if, if someone's like, you know, I'm just not losing weight here, and your response is like, well, you are, so figure it out. Hey, you know? hey, hey, I feel attacked. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, they're just going to be like, oh, okay, you know, I was just dismissed. You know what I mean? Like, now, now I feel invalidated, right? So you do not want to do that. Is this a therapy session going on? Kind of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, make it feel validated and ask them why they feel that way. Oh, if anybody does not know, Kyle is my boyfriend, so a lot of these things that he's saying are in reference to my unfeelingness. <laughs> She's saying it. I'm not. I'm just answering questions. Whenever he looks at me, that's what he's that's what he's doing. I always okay. say, in order to be offended, you have to identify with it. So if oh, I know it's so true. Recognizing. I know it's true. I just don't think it's negative. <laughs> No, it's not negative. No. I don't think he's no. saying anything just negative. No, he's not. That's not okay. what I'm, it was a joke. <laughs> Everything is always a joke. <laughs> Everything's fine. We're all smiling. Mm -hmm. We are. So, conversation with them. You talk to them. Yes, okay. So. Yo, bro. Yo, yo bro. Like, your arms ain't <laughs> tiny. Why do you feel like they're small? I don't know, man. Like, I see. And a lot of it comes down to what they see every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it comes down to negatively comparing yourself to other people yeah. and if you for example I had a client who I mean the dude is I'm not gonna say name 20 you know who he is right um, he was 24 um, and he smaller guy very sweet very amazing amazing guy like shy guy uh, diabetic so obviously you know that's a limiting factor for him when it comes to putting on weight because of carb restrictions right he doesn't want to be pumping into them all the time so he wanted to put size on, you know, and over the course of three months, he put on about nine pounds, which is that's still pretty yeah, dang that's good. Significant. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, but constantly, it was just one of those things where, yeah, but I'm still small. Like, I'm still, I'm still little. I don't look like this. I don't look like this. Well, look where you were three or four months ago, you know, and the changes you made in this time frame. Like, you, you see what someone looks like. You don't see the work that they put right. just like with her you know people see her all the time she's like wow um, you've mentioned to me a couple times people are like not everyone can look like that uh, not everyone puts in three to four hours in the gym every day eats perfectly you know what I mean right. so like if you're looking at the result and not the work that's being put in you will 100% of the time lose that battle in your head mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point yeah, I, I hear people in the gym saying, man, I wish I could be as strong as Janelle. It's like, well, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Do you work as hard as Janelle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not discrediting anybody. Have you failed as many times as I have, exactly. embarrassingly, exactly. in front of hundreds of people? Yes. No, nobody has. <laughs> Just got post those videos and be like, own it. But... Those are the best videos. Though. Are they not? I'm going to put together them. like an entire fail video. I'm just I think those are the videos that make people be like, okay, she is a human. It's right. true. It brings yeah. it back down to earth. Yeah. Bit. They're yeah. like, maybe I can do this. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> do you have any questions, Debbie? Yeah, I wanted to dive into the triggers a little bit more. Okay. We mentioned it. And so if you're someone who's struggling with eating disorder, body dysmorphia, any of that, 
how do you come about identifying what your triggers are? Identifying them? Yeah. So that can be a rough one, but you need to be pretty, your, your EQ needs to be pretty high. You know, for that, like you need to be very emotionally intelligent. You know, that's something to where. So that's where a little bit a of shift. logic has to come in. Absolutely, and it also helps if you have a strong support system, and that's going to be kind of a key factor. Someone that's going to be like, hey, you know, like they notice a shift. There's a shift. You know, with someone who has body image issues, um, you can tell. Like their their confidence will diminish. Like whatever their response may be, it's helpful to have someone in your life that can say. Something just changed in you. Like, what? What? Like, now is the time that you just shifted, right? Right. So, what just happened? What did you think about? What did you see? What did you hear? What is it that made you feel that way? And if you don't have someone to do that, you've yeah. got to be able to do it on your own. And that's hard. That's something. I to figured where, that would be the hardest part of absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because 100%. you're just going through your habits, your mm -hmm. routines, and exactly. And, and when it comes to responding to those triggers, you there is a quote. It is prepare to fail, or what is it? No, fail to prepare, and you're preparing to fail. Yeah. Right. So you need to realize that you're you're gonna go through these things. You're gonna have those thoughts every day. You know, you're gonna be like, you're gonna wake up with me like, oh man, you know, or you'll eat something wrong, and you'll be like, I gotta go work out for three hours. Now. No, logically that makes zero sense. Right. You know, like you don't need to do that, but. You're going to have those aggravating circumstances, you know, and you've got to be able to kind of reassure yourself, like, okay, it happens, I gotta move forward, you know, and uh, that's kind of what it boils down to is preparing for it because it's gonna happen. When you, you can't avoid that. When you use that quote, it triggered a memory of mine where they discussed um, not they discussed setting up your situation so that you are prepared to be in the right direction. They compared uh, a disorder to like having a rider on an elephant going down a path. So the rider is your thinking brain, your you know aware brain, the, our more evolved brain. The elephant is that less evolved brain, the one that just reacts to everything. Sure. And then your path, of course, is you know the direction that you want to go. Oh and God, it's so, a mouse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So. You want to, number one, have your elephant on the right path to begin with. So you gotta take the crap out of your house or, you know, make sure you're planned, you know, have your meals prepped, you know, whatever it is, you know, that gets you towards your goal. Make sure your path is set because when your thinking brain, is, he's the driver of the elephant, but if that elephant sees the mouse, the driver can only hold, control that elephant so much. Oh. Then the elephant's gonna go do whatever the elephant's gonna do. I like that. Yeah. And, and that kind of delves into stimulus control. You know, so just like the people who, you know, oh, I don't, I'm too tired to go to the gym now. You know, because they have to go home, they have to eat first, they have to get their clothes together mm -hmm. and then go to the gym. But if you bring a protein shake and then pack your gym clothes and they're in your car, yeah. the likelihood of you doing that is a lot more. Yeah. You know, so you have to be able to decide that you want to make those changes and then control it, you know, because life happens, life will always happen and you have to be able yeah. to, no, I'm going to do it my way. Every year comes Thanksgiving and Christmas yep. and birthdays and anniversaries. It's not a surprise. It's there every year. <laughs> we know when they are. <laughs> Plan for them <laughs> and they can be a happy part of your life. I like to leave the country personally, but there's that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> so, I mean, do you like to leave the country? 
actually do. But I just won't meet the people there. I just won't meet people right. there. I'll go <laughs> on my own. I'll have a plan. So, okay. Um, I want to go back to triggers just a little bit. So let's say we have someone that can't, other people can't help them. Right. And one, if you're comfortable enough, I would like, to like you to talk about your own. Sure. But wh what would you, what kind of tips would you give to someone in identifying their own triggers? Because I think that's a really tough thing for most people to do. So for someone who does not have the support system, or maybe they're at home alone a lot, <laughs> I do. I do. That's so your preferred state of being. It's true. <laughs> Covered in dogs. So, um, yeah. Like, so what? I mean, I've had my own personal issues where I can't identify. I could never tell you what, like, what made me <laughs> what made me upset. So, I mean, I, I would personally have to have someone tell me. So let's say you're someone who has these triggers that cause them either to eat a ton or to all of a sudden just not work out for the next week and not leave their house. What would you, one, I want you to talk about your own triggers and then how you figured out what those were. And then two, how would you kind of guide someone to figure out how they would identify their own? Okay. Yeah, loaded. Yeah. Loaded question. A that was long, a good one. A long question. All right, let's take that into steps. Step one, you want to know my personal triggers. Yeah, okay. and how you figured them out. Okay. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, mine went back. I mean, again, I was overweight growing up. Um, and it was when I graduated high school, that's when I, don't know, I was like 260, and it was, okay, like, I'm tired of this. You know, I'm tired of people feeling like people are talking about me or whatever it is. Whether you know? they were or not. Exactly, right. So I crash dieted, you know, I tried every diet in the book, which we all know is not a good idea. Um, it's a big uh, book. It's a very, <laughs> and it's always growing. Um, but yeah, so for me, the triggers that got me was, I mean, comparison has always been a major issue for me. So I compare myself to other people. Like, um, I, I was always bigger than people. I was, and then I was always skinnier than people, you know? And the thing is, you kind of have to learn to be happy with where you are now. Um, and that's kind of the main thing that <clears throat> people need to focus on when it comes to that stuff is because there's this idea in our field, um, you see it all the time, like once I once I get to this point, I'm going to be happy. Destination. Yeah, destination 10 pounds left. Uh, destination, not happiness, destination. Anyway, I'll think of it. I'll come up with it later. Yeah. 40 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great to set goals. And that's kind of one thing I want to talk a little bit about too is like from that logical standpoint, it's just like with the measurements and stuff, you need to set those goals. Because once you get to that goals, you get that endorphin rush, you're proud of yourself, and it keeps you going. But that's what it should be is it should be a goal. It should not be your life. It should not be like, you know, I cannot be happy until I am 15 pounds lighter. I cannot be happy until I can bench 365. You know, whatever that is. Um, so when it comes to goal setting, yeah. the goal set, the goal itself needs to be set in a logical manner. Yes. Because if you're setting a goal when you're emotional about it, you're mm -hmm. always going to have an emotion tied to that goal. Exactly. Well, it's like you see people come in for consultations all the time, like, Okay, well, I'm getting married <clears throat> in a month, and I need to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. 
that's not going to happen. Simmer down, Sally. Yeah, right. Like, breathe, breathe for a second and let's talk, you know? Um, but yeah, like you guys, I'm sure, from like smart goals, you know, setting those specific goals that, again, you can measure. Um, and you need to keep yourself going that way because if you, if you just look at it like, I will not be happy, you know, until I fit in this size two dress, you know, like, like I did in high school or whatever it is, you know, you're completely just crapping all over yourself all the time. Because we know as soon as, even if you do get to that size two dress, you're still not going to be happy. Yeah. Because you haven't addressed the emotional. Exactly. And that's like for me, my body changed so quickly that my mental status could not keep up with it. So it was like, you're fat, you're still fat, you're still fat, you're still fat. You look great, but you're fat. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then, I mean, there's there's waves. It's just like with any kind of disorder, if you will. It's like, sometimes you feel great. You know, you look in the mirror and you're like, wow, look what I've done. You know, and that's the the headspace you need to stay in. So I'd say for people first starting out, like, you need to focus on those victories because if you don't, you will never see any kind of progress in your head. Like, you need to realize that, wow, I've come this far. Um, yeah, it's a challenge, but... Okay, so going back a little bit. What... I don't think I caught it. What would you... What advice would you give to someone to find their own triggers? You need to kind of look at yourself. I mean, look... Again, diving back into yourself. Like that's something you gotta be willing and able to do is okay, well what triggers me? Like when I go to the gym and I see someone lifting more than me, am I triggered? Why am I triggered by that? Is it because in high school freaking Freddie picked on me and mm-hmm. called me small all the time? Or fucking Freddie. Yeah. Freddie. <laughs> you know such an asshole. <laughs> but that's not really something that someone can do for you I mean you can get help doing it like again right. when you reach out and you see a psychiatrist or a counselor or whatever it may be and that may be a step you have to take if you're serious about it but it literally just boils down to taking a hard look at yourself and being like why you know? so so maybe you would say like from a functional point of view like let's say look for the be the negative behavior that you don't yeah, want to be absolutely. doing and then go backwards from that yeah. and then see what happened immediately before. Exactly. So once you identify that something's wrong, okay, so we're sitting here, I don't know, Arnold Jr. walks in the front door and I'm like, oh, shit, now I feel weird. You know what I mean? So then I got to be like, okay, well, there's obviously an emotional response there, right? So we've identified that. There's an issue. Um, so what, what, what caused that issue? So negative response was caused by junior coming in. Okay, why did I get insecure about that? Okay, or why did that make me feel self-conscious? And that's, yeah, you literally just have to backpedal and think about it. Like, what, she had no impact on me. Like, he shouldn't have had any impact on me. Not him, but right. you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> imaginary right. guy over here. Imaginary Arnold Jr., he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> not really here. He's not actually here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it all boils down to stepping back and kind of seeing what it was that... You know, <laughs> yeah. just taking a look at yourself and stuff. I'm Italian. <laughs> so, okay, you couldn't see what just happened there, but uh, uh, there was a lot of hand movement, a microphone got hit, you probably heard it, but if you're listening to the podcast. Um, okay, so tips from Kyle. Let's say you're walking along and then all of a sudden you feel however you want to describe it whether it's feel bad or feel self-conscious or feel negative or feel uncomfortable 
stop and think about it and see what made you feel that way. And it's, we're looking at like the behavior that would cause you to binge or not eat or, or curl up in a ball and cry for 10 hours or something that, that negative behavior that you're not wanting to do anymore. Right. So you're walking along and you feel that feeling that happens right before you do behavior X, right? Then figure out what happened right before that feeling whether it was someone that you desire to look like walks in the door, or you see yourself in the mirror, or you have clothes hanging in your closet that were the size that you used to be fit in, and every time you see them, like, you get upset. Um, establishing what you're, what Kyle's saying is establishing your triggers is step one right. to figuring out how to change your behavior when it comes to issues with your body. So then I would say, uh, next question would be, what would you encourage people to do to help them participate in the positive behaviors more? Right. So from there, you need to reinforce the things that you enjoy about yourself. So, um, you know, if you have one of those negative thoughts, like, okay, well, that's not true because of this. You know, that's not true because of the fact that I am tracking my results and I see that I am two shirts down. Mm -hmm. And I'm making positive changes in my life, and it's not fair for me to say that I'm going to see changes instantly. You know, so that's where that logical side comes back in. And you have to be able to, like, you can be like that elephant. You know, you can be super logical, and you're like, I'm good, everything's great. And then something happens, you have a trigger, and that elephant just sits on you. You know, like, the emotions just take over. And that's when you have to be able to, like, okay, okay. Like, if you have to have a, a set thing you tell yourself, then do that. Write it down and say, you know, these are four things I really like about myself. You know, maybe I don't like how I look in this shirt or whatever, but, you know, I'm funny. You know, I am. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, yeah. whatever those good, things good are. Yeah, I'm killing it. Like, whatever it is, reinforce yourself. Like, even if it's not in the same field, but you need to make yourself feel good about yourself. So what tangible things would you suggest to people? Like post-it notes on their mirror, or maybe rewarding themselves when they do something that, like, uh, I don't know, buying an, I personally like to buy clothes, but you know, mm -hmm. there's a, a number of things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any of those work, it really just depends on the individual. Um, I am definitely like into quotes and stuff, you know? So like when I go in the morning, I have like my quotes um, that I'll read, and I'll see, you know? Um, write down, write down those, those victories. Um, if you are someone to reward yourself, absolutely do that, but make sure you're rewarding yourself in a way that doesn't interfere with your goals. So if you are, I mean, not even necessarily body image-wise, like if you are saving financially for something, for example, and, you know, once I save $5,000, um, I'm going to reward myself. So don't spend it. Yeah, and then because that would be me. Spend 2000 of it, and then you screwed yourself. Baby. Vacation time! Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, make sure that those rewards don't turn into a new addiction of sorts. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Because so, yeah, then you start noticing, man, I sure do feel good whenever I buy this shoes. Mm -hmm. And then you start buying more and more shoes, yep. seeking exactly. that good feeling. You're validating yourself that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Debbie, <laughs> question. Um, you have like notes, so uh, I go back to you. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm at a uh, little a workshop, so I'm like studying. Yes, <laughs> I'm writing down I'll notes. Take that. I have tips from Kyle. Tips from uh, Kyle. Awareness, creating awareness of a problem. Period. 
uh, recognizing the situations that lead you to that problem, mm -hmm. and then modifying the situation so that you are exposed to it less. Right. And, and with that, it's, I mean, you've got to think of it just like, like you mentioned in addiction. You know, it's what it is. If you have negative thoughts going through your head all the time and you do nothing to combat that, what, what's going to happen all the time? You will wake up and go to bed thinking negatively about yourself mm -hmm. and you can't change it. Right. You know, so you've got to, you've got to take those steps. It might seem cheesy. If you're an affirmation person. Stuart Smalley. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, if you're someone that's just like, you got to get up in the morning, you got to look in that mirror and be like, <laughs> you look good, you know. You're or, good enough. You're smart enough. Exactly. You gotta say those it. Things. People like you. Exactly. If you gotta do it, then do it. Like, there's no right or wrong way to do it, right. as long as you're taking those steps to eventually move into um, having the habits of positive thinking. So, have y'all heard of the five love languages? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So one of my friends on Facebook made a fantastic post, and I thought, why have we not thought of this before? Do you apply the five love languages to yourself? So if Janelle does. So if, I do. So if quality time is your main love language, are you giving yourself quality time? I love that. Yeah, that yeah. is a great way to put that. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and so if you're someone who's into gifts, maybe you buy yourself a little gift every now and then. And that can be something simple, like like a match of green tea. Yeah. That's my little gift today. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love That's it. true. That's it awesome. came with the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to get something. <laughs> Who's required? There's 20 bucks to spend. We gotta blow it. We gotta blow it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how much more time do we have to spend our money? I had, oh, so, okay, I did have a question that popped up. So, what did you not have during your transformation in terms of support that you wish you had had more of? Oh, good one. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that is so. I'm not just brawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so for me, it was definitely a solo journey. Uh, my oh, parents, yeah. oh yeah, my parents were, um, you know, very Southern cooking, very like, why aren't you eating dinner? You know, like you gotta eat everything that's on your plate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, luckily, I got out of that situation. Exactly. Yeah. Interrupting question: Do you feel like that played into the bulimia aspect? In what way? Um, the why aren't you eating? You need to eat. So I would just eat to appease and then get rid of it later, versus just not eating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got out of that situation pretty early, so I mean, it was more of like when I would visit them, mm -hmm. you know, it was like an obligation. So the point of that is I didn't have the family support. Okay. You know, like, let's go out and eat, let's do this, let's do this. Um, at that time, you know, friends, etc. Why, why are you working out? Why, again, that's twice. I'm killing it. Um, why are you, why are you doing this? Why do you, why do you have to take the time to go to the gym? You know, like, why uh, can't you eat this when we go out? You know, I want right. to do something. And that might be something that you have to take a look at too, is, is what you're doing outside of the gym interfering with your goals too. You know, like for me, I had to stop going out with friends for a while because it was like, I would feel so bad about the fact that they would question what I was doing that I would just do what they wanted to appease them. You know, like, 
so we're going to go to a buffet. Why are you eating salad at a buffet? Who eats salad at a buffet? Well, you there's know. fucking salad on the buffet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like why you're eating vegetables. the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but a lot of people from the outside looking in do not understand. Right. You know, and no right. one will ever understand what goes on in your head. So that's something that you kind of have to walk with yourself on and realize that it's, if it's something you truly want, you're going to have to put the opinions of other people to the side. Um, so for me, it was definitely... A trying situation, yeah. you know, going from, and then once I did lose weight, it was like, why are you so skinny, you know, like, yeah. so it was, there's always going to be someone that, there's always going to be someone that, um, that is going to be questioning why you're doing it, um, and you can't put your self-worth and what other people say, or what they think. Because if it's what you want, then it's what you want. But it's way too easy to, you know, let those, how difficult it is, which is difficult with support. But if you're doing it by yourself, I mean, that's a, that's a whole different ballgame. So now, what do you wish you had more of? Just general support. More people, like right now, I'm in a very good situation. I mean, obviously, my girlfriend. Very supportive, very cool. I um, <laughs> This one, yeah, right here. Um, <laughs> that's me. But... <laughs> Surround yourself with those people that understand what you're trying to do and support that. Because if you are not doing that, they will drag you down. Maybe not intentionally, like people aren't trying to hurt you, but if they don't understand it and they don't understand, you know, what you're doing is to put yourself in a better headset, uh, headspace, it's irrelevant to them. We can always use better headsets too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. But yeah. So surround <laughs> yourself with people that understand what you're going through and motivate you instead of pull you back. Did you ever have to have a hard conversation with someone along these lines? And what did that look like and what tips would you give to someone who might have to have the same conversation? That, that, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> Whoops! That, <laughs> no, that, that really delves back into that self-worth is you've got to decide. You, know, you have to say, you know what, this is what I want. And if those people are interfering with that, and this is going to seem kind of harsh, but... You it's might got have to, to go. Yeah, you're going you to have to modify your situation. Exactly. Stimulus control. Yep. You know, so if you're with people that eat crap all the time, and at 2 a.m., go to Taco Bell, you know, you got to take yourself out of the situation so it doesn't happen. Yeah. So for me, I am a creature of my environment. 100%. Right? So if all my friends are like, we're going to get drinks while we're out... That's something that I would struggle with Guess being. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's get three, you know? Um, but yeah, so you just really have to learn to say, no, this is what I'm going to do and this is why. And either they will respect that and it will be great and you can, you know, kind of keep that relationship or they won't. And that's where you, again, have to take a hard look at it and be like, okay, well, obviously this person means whatever level that they mean to you, but do I need them, do I need to go to dinner with them twice a week? You know, can I see them once a month at dinner and then maybe we go for a walk or we meet somewhere or you can still see them, just control your environment a little, a little better. You looked like you had a question earlier. Probably. I've probably forgotten it since then. <laughs> the two of you, man. Memory, man. <laughs> You're both the same. Rough. Rough. Of course, then there's me who just interrupts, so that's partially, I'm, I'm the bad influence. Sorry, guys. We're going to have to modify our situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I have to take notes. Um, I don't know. 
I remember I was reading over your notes. I so there. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, not to feel. I don't know. We have to. You're gonna have to talk this out amongst us, but. Okay. The conversation that we would have with someone who has a hard time setting boundaries for themselves. So I would like to kind of, I want to just explore this idea, but I don't know how exactly how I want to do it. I don't know what the question is, but like, it's okay. Like, if, so, if you lose someone by setting boundaries, they didn't respect you in the first place. I want to talk about that some, because I think a lot of people really struggle with that. I mean, again, again, I think I don't get, but... Well, it's probably along the lines of you, prior to setting boundaries, were fulfilling some psychological, emotional, whatever kind of a need that that other person had. And then as soon as you set those boundaries, then they're cut off from their, whatever they're drawing from you, they're right. cut off from it. Yeah. So that's why they'll get upset. And understand, like them being angry that you set boundaries is them not having a healthy respect for you. It's not you are not a bad person. Right, right, right. Like they don't not like you, right. but they didn't respect who you were in the first place. It's, it's not a sign of you shouldn't feel bad that you lost someone along the way. You should be upset that they chose to lose you along the way. Yeah and not support you for what you wanted because then they were never... Or you recognize that they were having their own issues. Yes. Right. You could and do that you too. forgive them for that? That's a more positive <laughs> look and, at it. Sometimes you need to try to get in their head a little bit and say like, why? You yeah. know, like, and that's, that's the empathetic side of me. Is like, you need to say like, why does it make them feel this way? Like, is it because you and your best friend go drink all the time and then you know you get drunk and then you binge eat and you pass out watching Netflix or whatever it is. Right. You know, and now they lost their justification their for their mm -hmm. shitty behavior, you know? Right. Pardon my language, but like... No, it's me. Fuck. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and that's that's something you have to address, too. It's like, if especially best friends are the worst. Like, I'm sorry, family? <laughs> no, like, best friends and <laughs> <Yeah>. your family. <laughs> but they're the worst when it comes to their influence on you. You know, because you're terrified yeah. to lose them. Yeah. You know, and you want to please them, in most cases. So... <laughs> I don't give a shit. But yeah, so that's something you have to kind of, this is what I want to make. I would appreciate your support. If you're not going to support me, then you just lost your buddy. You know, we can do whatever if it corresponds with what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, but a lot of times they're just so afraid of change that they don't want to see you change. And then when they see you change, it freaks them out. Yeah. You know, so Can't hop on the bandwagon later. Well, not with me. Maybe with him. But mm -mm. And it makes them realize when you're changing, it makes them realize their own shortcomings. Exactly. They're not. They're still mm -hmm. And they're not ready to address them yet. Yep. And that goes back to looking at yourself. You know, that is a terrifying thing for a lot of people. Yes. You know, like to stop and be like, okay, you know, why why am I acting this way? Like why why do I do this? Right. And actually taking the time to figure that out, it's way easier to be like, oh it doesn't matter. Right. You know, like just to kind of dismiss it, but it is the most amazing thing to actually do. Yeah. And sometimes you need help with that. Absolutely. Figuring out what it is, whether it's a professional or just going to a friend. So build that support system. That's one thing I would say definitely emphasize. Yeah. Like, because there's going to be times where you, you cannot always beat it. You know, there are times where you will fail. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. 
and that's something you have to realize, like, sometimes you can't pick yourself back up, and you might need that extra help. So prepare for that. Build a support system. Um, I don't know, like, if you are someone who has an eating disorder, like, legitimately, you're at that point, find someone who can relate to that. Join a group, you know, see somebody, whatever it is, but have someone there to pick you up when you can't do it anymore. Because that will inevitably happen. Yeah. It's got deep, real yeah. quick. So my, my don't drop those mics. <laughs> don't drop those ones. Maybe the next ones that I bought. Yeah. Oh, we have new microphones on the way, everybody, by the way. Yay. Christmas present to you. I want to drop one of these next time. <laughs> the old one on video. Yep. Watch, I'm dropping it. So we're checking my stuff. We have a lot of comments yeah, on this CJ one. offered that um, bad choices happen when temptation meets opportunity. Mm. Yeah, totally. That's really good. CJ's actually had the same experience that you've had. I don't really? think, I mean, she can talk about that, but uh, but yeah, similar big changes in her life and having to make changes of who she was with and stuff like that. So, yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes it's not a food issue. Sometimes it's a, the people I pick to hang around with issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't have anything spark through my head as far as questions. Is there anything in particular you want to talk about more of? More about? Talk more about? There we go. That's the one. Um, oh, how do you know when you're better? I mean, what, oh. what signs do you find that, you know, when you're feeling good and confident and you know, hey, I'm feeling better, and how hard is it to keep from falling back? Yeah. Very like that. hard. Um, that's something that I think most people are going to struggle with their entire lives. If they're at that point, you know, if they have an eating disorder or body image issues, that's something that they have to recondition their mind. Um, and that is a continuous thing. It's just like just like working out. If you stop, it goes away. You know, so it's the mind is a muscle, right? right. So you just need to keep grilling that crap into your head every day. Like, I'm worth more than this. I am better than these thoughts. You know what I mean? Right. You need to really continue that and eventually those thoughts are going to be more like when you start out you might have 95% bad thoughts might take you a year you're 75% bad thoughts you know like that's going to keep coming but if you stop reinforcing those ideas it's going to go back down so so those thoughts are always there I mean in my experience quieter than yeah than the positive thoughts right with practice Mm -hmm. and again I mean I can't vouch for everybody when it comes to that but personally that's what I would say um, is it something that you're going to have to go into your head over and over and over? Damn, damn, damn. This kind of goes back to our motivation versus habit building yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, you're not going to be really excited. You're not going to feel really motivated. Eventually, you just have to do it every day. You just have to be positive to yourself every day. Yeah. I mean, you may not want to be like, hey, bitch, you're awesome, but you yeah. need to fucking do it every day. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because it's the way to be. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're good enough, you're smart enough, you're doggone it, people like you. Yeah. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> You'll know where that comes from. Am I the oldest one? It sounds, one, it but. sounds super familiar. Like, yeah. I've heard it, but I couldn't tell you where it came from. It was from. on Saturday Night Live. It was gotcha. Stuart Smalley would always do positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. So, <gasps> All I remember from Saturday Night Live is, I drive a Dodge Stratus! 
Nobody? No. No. I was not big in a That's the night. only thing you remember from Saturday Night Live? It's one of the few things. I remember Blue Oyster Cult, obviously. Oh. The cowbell. cowbell. Yeah. But mine was. They're not originally from there, but okay. Right. <laughs> um, and then I. Yeah, that one was Will Ferrell having dinner with his family and everybody fighting. And he just shouts it above everybody because everybody's talking about nothing. I drive a Dodge Stratus! I think you showed me that. I did you because did. I yes, love it. You did. Oh my god. I know. Alright, anyway, sorry. Okay. Sidetrack, sidebar. <laughs> On uh, Saturday Night Live. But yeah. That's all I can really, I don't really have anything anymore. I mean, I just shout questions as I get them, so I don't have a plan. <laughs> as you have notebooks here. Yeah, well, I just wrote down, I drive a Dodge Stratus. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's your homework for the night. Yeah. Yeah. To um. do. <laughs> Top moment. Top moment right there. <laughs> it's on there, so yeah. Look up uh, Will Ferrell. Okay. Will Ferrell. Um, anything that you had wished that someone said to you when you were going through this that didn't, or that you would say to someone else? Yeah, I think you need to realize that you're not alone in this. Like, that sounds super cheesy, I know, but like, you're not. People are going through the same thing, and it's something that you are going to have to put the work in for to get better at. And you've got to be willing to do that, but just realize that there is help for you too. You know, whether that's Reading a big thing for me has been motivational videos. I know that's videos. Videos, absolutely. Because Do you have some favorites? I can send you some links if you want to post them or something. No, you say it to the people. I don't know the names. Oh. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have on YouTube. I have some links. Yeah, I have links. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. Do you have favorite books? Oh. Yes, I do. Oh, God. I oh, here it I'm a, I'm a reader. You are. Um, depending on where you're at, if this is seriously something that, you know, anything that we're saying is really resonating you, resonating with you, um, I would recommend getting, it's called the BDD workbook. Um, and basically, it's going to give you those hard questions on paper. You're going to write the answers down. Like, you know, write some reinforcing thoughts about yourself, um, which I would recommend keeping a journal with that a little bit. Um, just to kind of put your own thoughts into as well, but asking yourself so those that's questions. that's for body dysmorphia. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so that's going to be like if you, you know, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, okay. whatever. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, it's a great tool to use, so I definitely recommend that. Um, but really, you need to just focus on realizing that you can't put your happiness in the way you look, because you're, that's going to change. Like, you, again, have that notion of what you look like, and that could be completely false. Speak for yourself. So, I know. I'm just <laughs> speaking for others. But, yeah, I don't know. Speaking Learn for those with a soul. Oh, <laughs> not me. Me and the redheads are out on that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just, I don't comment on this. I'm playing it safe. Smart. <laughs> this would be a, a, a spectrum of progress, mm -hmm. much like fitness, much like any other thing that you're doing. You're going to start the process, it's going to be difficult, you're going to have iterative successes, where you're going to go forward and then you're going to take some steps back, but don't give up, keep going, exactly. remind yourself, okay, this is what happened, mm -hmm. I'm just going to start over. Yeah, that's smarter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Realize that failing is okay. And when you fail, 
you back up and learn from it. That's what it comes down to. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Down. Cool. Multiple perspectives on the same idea. I like it. Well, generally two, but yeah. <laughs> no, that was good because we have the logical person. Mm -hmm. We have the one who can negotiate between logic and emotion, and we have the emotional person. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I have one more question. <laughs> uh, what are your favorite quotes that helped you through everything? That is a good or they continue one. to help you through everything. I could not tell you that off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but we'll just stick with Stuart Smalley then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's your new hero. <laughs> I'll have to watch that now. I feel obligated to do Write that, that down. So. Stuart Smalley. She okay. wrote Dodge Stratus. Yeah. Stuart. <laughs> is that like little or like normal people spelling? I don't really know the answer to that. <laughs> Smalley. <laughs> Maybe not tell people that they're smaller when they're smaller <laughs> and, and finish it at that. I think you should still do that. Still say, yeah, you are smaller. Yeah, reassurance is still a good thing. Like, people still want to hear it. And that's, what, that's where the videos come in is because sometimes you can't convince yourself of that. So just hearing someone else say something good to you is good. I say good things. <laughs> you do say good things. They're just very logical. They're very factual. They're very factual. And that's good. I am the last person to lie to you about anything. Really. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of the, uh, <laughs> was, Yeah, yeah. It looks well, up. I'm, I'm just picturing it being like, your client's like, I don't think I've lost weight. You've lost 1.7 pounds, actually, ma'am. 1.725. Yeah. <laughs> where, where did you get that video of me saying that? Because that actually happened. <laughs> I believe it, 100%. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Rachel came in and we did her measurements. And she hasn't lost any weight. And by her calipers, it said that her body fat, body fat percentage was up, but all of her measurements were down. And I was like, well, better get tighter on your food because you're doing everything you need to do in the gym because you're smaller. And she's like, I know. And that was it. That was her talk. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's me. But see, kind of like the, uh, who's, who's the, the judge on American Idol? Simon Cowell. That one. Fun you're that one. one. Yeah, I am not Gordon so Ramsay. Because I don't say unnecessary things, mean things. Right. When you, when I do not. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> when you I'm, say the good things, people believe you. Yes, because they're very few and far between. Yeah, it means a lot. <laughs> That's true. But when you say the not mean things, but the other, the more real yeah. the truths. The direct yeah. truths. Yeah, then maybe they're you know, hurt by it. Yeah, but because that wasn't the intention. Sometimes reality hurts. Yeah, well. But sometimes it's necessary. Just gotta find that sweet spot. Just gotta throw reality rocks at people sometimes. Reality rocks? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I feel like I want to make some rocks. Yeah. Reality painted on them. Well, you just write the reality thing and then throw it at someone. And then they're like, read it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then they have a physical mark. They know. A physical <laughs> mark. <laughs> a big bruise on your forehead. <laughs> Never forget. Look in the mirror and be like, that's your yeah. business card, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Janelle. That's how I get so many clients. I throw rocks great, randomly at people. Great marketing strategy. You need more fitness in your life. Throw the rock. You're like, the kid at the gravel yard. You just pick them up and throw them. I'm that kid. Actually, I would catch snakes and show them to the other kids. So I was the weird kid. 
I mean, it's not much different than now, but. <laughs> like, look at the snake, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Everybody's going to run away. So I was just alone with my snake in the sandbox. It's all right. It all makes a lot of sense. All right, well, that's all I have. Do you have anything to finish with? So, I mean, if it's something that you guys want more information on, you know, I have some websites. I'll have Ms. Janelle post them. Um, check it out. Um, Share them on the It doesn't Facebook. hurt to get some more information. All right. You know, there's a lot of resources out there for you guys. Um, yeah. And just start working on realizing that your self-worth is not entirely dependent on your perception of your body. Well, we loved having you. Thank yeah, you. Thank it was you so a pleasure. Much. Absolutely. And at our inaugural event at Edison. Know, this right? is a big deal. And we have new microphones coming next weekend. Week. Oh my God. Next big week. changes. Big changes. Wow. All right, but we have like five seconds. So okay. lift often. Lift heavy. All right. Talk to you next week. Peace. Hope you liked the episode today. This is Janelle with Cardinal Muscle Performance. You can find Cardinal Muscle Performance on Instagram at Cardinal Muscle Performance. You can find it on Facebook. Cardinal Muscle Performance. You can find me on Instagram at Janelle Nicole underscore athlete or on Facebook at just Janelle Nicole. And this is Deborah Hammett, uh, owner of Serious Results. You can find me on Instagram at Serious Results and uh, personally at DMZ Hammett. And you can find me on Facebook at Serious Results Personal Training. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a like. Give, give us, us a, a like, listen, follow, subscribe, yeah, follow, all those good things. We love you. We hope you love us. Talk to you soon.